Hello, all sentient beings, and welcome to Transmissions Alt Mode, where we talk about all the news, comics, and media related to the... On this episode of Transmissions Alt Mode, we're nearing the end of IDW Transformers with the September solicits. There's some more G1 scripts and storyboards online, and we've got a review of Beast Wars number 16. Today is Friday, July 1st, 2022, and this is episode 292 of Transmissions Alt Mode. Welcome to Transmissions Alt Mode. The podcast that knows when the Predacons and the Maximals team up, there's bound to be some sparks. I'm your host, Charles, a.k.a. Big C, and I'm joined by the excellent Transmissions team. Jeremy, a.k.a. Yakko. Hey, how's it going? Scott, the illustrious Dr. Pants. Hey, everyone. And Daryl, the Cybertronian Beast. Or lack thereof. Wink. Let's talk Transformers. <laughs> As always, we start off the show by thanking our Donatrions, those lovely people who support us on Patreon and PayPal. We really appreciate your continued support of the show. It helps keep us going and really, uh, you know, keeps us uh, keeps us moving, keeps the show, keeps the lights on. So, thank you for that. If you'd like to become a Donatron, just go to transmissionspodcast.com slash support and that's where you can sign up uh coming soon just next week we've got the next episode of our transformers live play rpg podcast empire of rust so we just had the bonus episode come out this monday this past monday it was episode 79 this was the uncut bonus episode exclusive for donatrons but now we'll have the fully uh final edit going up in the main Transmissions Empire of Rust feed this Monday, July 4th. Happy Independence Day, and we celebrate by giving you a new Empire of Rust episode. So check it out. Episode 79, the banter episode. And this will be at transmissionspodcast.com slash rust on July 4th. We also, just uh, in the past week, we had... Our special episode, uh, this was uh, Daryl talking to Izzy Francisi and talking about why we collect. It's a very cool uh, little self-contained episode that talked about uh, you know some of the psychology behind collecting and, and not just uh, Transformers collecting, but collecting in general. It was a really interesting discussion and really learned some uh, really cool insights uh, from uh, a psychology, a psychology expert, a social worker, Izzy Francisi. So it was really cool to talk to her. Uh, Daryl, uh, you know, what did you think? I mean, you, you did it. You did it all on your own. So how, how, how do you think it went? I I think it went well. And, uh, and I had a great time doing it. Izzy is an amazing person and uh, a wonderful person to chat with. So I am very much hoping we can do this again and uh, we can, Maybe do a deep dive into another aspect of uh, collecting habits and uh, that kind of stuff. It was uh, a wonderful opportunity and something that uh, I mentioned, you know, on the episode that that I had been looking forward to doing for a very long time. And uh, and Izzy exceeded my expectations. So I was thrilled to be able to do it. Awesome. And be on the lookout for a few more special episodes in the next coming weeks. We've got uh, one in the pipeline for next week. We will announce it 
on next week's show. So look forward to that. All right, let's jump into some comics news. So this week we just have the Transformers comic solicitations for September 2022. That's the big news this week. Uh, of course, uh, with IDW losing the license at the the Transformers license at the end of the year, there aren't a lot of new comics coming out. So we've got a bunch of compilations. We've got uh, three one shots that are reprints of previous comics. So the best of RC, the best of Bumblebee, and the best of Starscream. And these are uh, one shot comics reprinting a bunch of other comics focusing on a particular character. So. The best of RC has uh, Combiner Hunters, Transformers number fifty-five from twenty twenty from twenty twelve. Uh, Optimus, uh, that's the that's the Transformers series that started in twenty twelve. I should say it was it was formerly Robots in Disguise, and then uh, fifty-five was close to the final issue of that. Uh, Optimus Prime number nine, and then uh, the new Transformers twenty nineteen series number eighteen, and. Uh, so, you know, just issues featuring and spotlighting RC. Best of Bumblebee has a uh, old school Marvel G1 Transformers number sixteen. Uh, then a transform the Transformers Annual twenty seventeen Ghost Stories, and that's a story I think that's when Bumblebee was still a ghost haunting Starscream. Uh, Dark Cybertron chapter eleven that was also featuring Bumblebee. And then from Transformers Robots in Disguise number twenty seven, the world and uh the uh the world in your eyes part two, and that's from Transformers number two. So uh, the new twenty nineteen Transformers series. Best of Starscream has uh Transformers Infiltration number six. So that's a that's a old school IDW. I think that was the the. The first IDW issue that she featured a, a showdown between Megatron and Starscream. So that's interesting. Uh, Robots in Disguise number 20. So three monologues. Uh, that's the story there. Uh, the Transformers, uh, a story from the Transformers holiday special called Choose Me. Uh, Transformers Till All Are One number 12. Uh, that's the final issue of that. Uh, and. Then Shattered Glass number three, which was a Starscream focused issue. So kind of an eclectic mix of stories for each of these little one shots here. Uh, then we but also have all our one is yeah, Starscream had a good arc in that series. Yeah. So it yeah. should be good. I believe that the last issue was the one where Starscream gave up leadership of the uh, like he confessed all his crimes and let Windblade win the election. It was it was that, and also like we got a view of what his real body should have been. Oh yeah, yeah. that's right. Which was kind of a big deal and a, a big fan favorite moment. It seems. Mm-hmm. Uh, we also have another collection, the IDW collection, Phase Three, Volume Three. Uh, so this is uh, you know continuing. I think they're trying to, um, you know. St- Still conceal, uh, finish up the um, the uh, IDW collections before the license ends. Uh, so we've got uh, Revolutionaries numbers five through eight. 
Uh, Lost Light issues 8 through 12. Transformers Optimus Prime issues 7 through 10. And the Transformers Annual 2017. And then Transformers Salvation. That's uh, the one shot by John Barber and Livio Remindelli. So hopefully they'll be able to finish that up before uh, that uh, that ends. So before the before December, I should say. Uh, we've also got the last spot standing trade paperback. So we're we're currently in the middle of last spot standing. The series coming out in single issues, but we'll get the trade paperback in September as well. And one new comic coming in September, and that is Shattered Glass 2, issue number two. So uh, this one is the blaster issue. So probably Shattered Glass 2, number one, was Ultra Magnus. Then this is Blaster. Then I guess the next one will be Slicer. So we'll see. So that's, uh, that's all the solicits for this week. Or for September, I should say. Okay, let's move on to our comic review. All right, uh, we are looking at Beast Wars number 16 today. This is the penultimate issue of the series. It was written by Eric Burnham. Art is by Josh Burcham. Letters by Nathan Wittick and Jake Wood. Assistant editor is Riley Farmer. Editor is Jasmine Joyner. And supervising editor is David Mariette. There are three covers this week. Um, Cover A shows the Maximals on the attack. This is by Emilio Lopez. Cover B shows Optimus Primal and Megatron in battle. And this is by Anthony Pugh. And the retailer incentive uh, shows Megatron on fire. Uh, This is by Sebastian Stone. So, uh, Dr. Pants, let's start with you. Uh, which one of the three would be your pick? It's a tough choice between covers A and B. I kind of like the artwork on both, but um, my big issue is, is technically neither one really shows what's going on in the comic, but uh, cover A is just really cool. I kind of love the dynamic pose of Optimus Primal going on there with uh, all the, like, the season one Maximals with him, uh, except for Air Razor, but you know, it looks really, really cool. I think I'll go with cover A. All right. Daryl, how about you? Uh, yeah, I, um, I was kind of looking at them as similarly to Dr. Pants, where I was hoping for something to kind of jump out at me with regards to, uh, content of the, the book, uh, you know, representation, but they're, they're, they don't, um, they're they're still they're they're all great images. Uh, although the RI one uh, gives me pause, I, I don't. It's just an art style, I guess. I'm not uh, yeah not really into that art style. It's just it's 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 very dynamic and colorful. It's just it's not something I'm I'm into. But I do like covers A and B. But I'm probably gonna go with um, probably just cover A. I like the coloring of it, and uh, and um, and yeah, the uh, the the way that Primal's positioned with his uh Cheetor, Tigatron, and Rhinox and um Rat Trap coming uh coming, you know, from behind him just to kind of I like his backup kinda of, I like that. It just it looks cool. All right. And Charles. Uh I'm gonna pick cover B. I, I like the um 
the uh, Megatron Primal Face Off. I think that's a that's a nice pose there. Cover A. Uh, I don't like uh, Optimus Primal's uh, pose there, I, or the maybe the perspective. It just looks a little bit weird to me. Um, it's still. I think it's still well done artwork. It's just that that one particular thing is throwing me off. So I prefer Cover B. All right, and for me, I I'm also kind of going back and forth between A and B. Um, I think oh, I'm leaning towards A just because of the the number of characters that it gets in, and just the I don't know. I guess they're all kind of dynamic in terms of action, but yeah, I just I, I really like the the like just all the season one maximals on the attack. All right, so let's get into the the story here. Uh, the title is "The Beginning of the End." And like I said, this is the the next to last issue of the series. The Rat Trap is not happy with Optimus Primal's pr- proposed alliance with the Predacons, but with the Vok as a mutual en- enemy, Optimus has no other option. On the dark side, Megatron is having similar discussions, but he tells his forces they need to figure out how to work together for seven cycles so they can deal with the Vok. Soon, the Maximals arrive by the dark side in the shuttle, and it's agreed who works with what group. Rhinox and Dinobot are staying to work with the Predacons, while Waspinator, Scold, and Black Arachnia are returning to the Mac- with the Maximals to work in the Exelon. However, they are being installed with some restraining bolts that can limit their movements. Rattrap is still not happy, but Optimus tells him that they've got more resources and they need the Predacons' help. Over time, the two factions manage to work together. On the dark side, Rhinox and Scorpionok work out how they can use the non-functional, non-functional transwarp drive to send a data packet through Unspace to Cybertron. However, the drive has been sabotaged and all the functions they need have just been locked out. Back in the Exelon, Black Rachnia and Cheetor are trying to round up whatever is left of the armory since it had been mostly blown up during Black Rachnia's last visit. Elsewhere on the ship, Skuld and Nyx are investigating ways of, to fight beings of pure energy when Skuld thinks about scanning for unspace signatures in the ship. On the dark side, Scorponok finally cracks the security systems that had locked him out and he discovered that someone used Megatron's authorization code to block them out of the transport drive. He and Rhinox bring this to Megatron's attention, and Megatron immediately goes to Tarantulus as the guilty party. Initially, Tarantulus tries to blame Dinobot, but he quickly realizes that this isn't working, and he just fires at Megatron, then he tries to escape. As he leaves, he says that the Vok gave him an off an offer of learning the secrets of the universe. And he took that over staying here and being subservient to Megatron. Once he gets out of the ship and escapes into the desert, he's surprised by Dinobot who quickly stabs him through his spider modes, his spider modes abdomen. He's damaged, but not dead. And he'll be able to be interrogated after some time in the CR chamber. Inside the Axelon, Rattrap and Waspinator have gotten their engines running. While Scold and Nyx are explaining to Optimus Primal about their theory about the unspaced signatures that are, have been found on both ships, and that it means that the Vox must come from unspace itself. Before Optimus can react to this news, however, Cheetor races in with news that the dark, that the dark side had been attacked. 
We then see what Chitor was referring to on the dark side. After his CR recovery, Tarantulas is brought into the interrogation room and Megatron orders him to reveal everything he knows about the Vok. Instead, Tarantulas uses one of his spider legs to toggle a hidden switch on his arm and activate his hidden experiment named ZT Omega. It's a reanimated pterosaur and this creature bats Dinobot away. Then he blasts Megatron. Rhinox puts up a bit more of a fight, but he's dispatched easily as well. With the three down, Tarantulas realizes that Scorponok is missing. He was in the engine room and watched the whole thing on security cameras. Then he realizes that he can use Rhinox's idea about sending a message to Cybertron, and he uses it to send the message to the Axelon instead to let them know about the attack. Just as he sends it, Tarantulas and Pterosaur find him. Scorponok reveals that the Maximals have already been warned, and Tarantulas tells Pterosaur he can devour Scorponok's energon. Tarantulas then goes to the ship's computers and examines Rhinox's experiments. He had been ordered by the Vok to render the drive completely inert, but he's never without an escape plan to try and get off the planet, and he uses this to, to fire off a message to Cybertron in the hopes that they can send a Transwarp's capable ship. To be, con- to be concluded in the next issue. So I thought this was a good but slow issue. Um, not really that much happened action-wise, but it's leading up to this um, big battle where we should be getting in the next issue. Um, I thought it was neat seeing the characters work together. And once again, Scold kind of shines being around people that actually respect her opinion and you know, I, I'm hoping that that works itself out in the next issue. And, you know, she actually does um, either come over to the maximal side or um, at least gets more respect and is not treated like dirt, like the Predacons treat her. Um, it, I think the, the little bit of action we got with the, the pterosaur thing was pretty good and also a little disturbing with how Scorponok like through the three panels just uh, you know it's kind of like right out of a horror movie how he goes out and I think the whole pterosaur thing is it's kind of interesting in that like when pterosaur dies in the tv show he's just gone and no one really even mentions it um but reanimating like this is kind of like the whole Dinobot two thing a little bit from the show. And it's a neat take on it. Kind of zombies plus transformers, which is something we don't really see that often. And I, I, I thought it was really cool and write up something uh, the alley of something tarantulas would do. Um, so in, in all this, is this is another fun issue from the series, even though the, oh, not a lot of action happened. I, I still really enjoyed it. And I thought the art was great. Um, and just, you know, I'm sad that this is having to end. Uh, so Charles, I'll start with you. Uh, what do you, what do you think of the book? Yeah, I I largely agree with you. I I think this was a a good issue. This, uh, I I think this was a good setup for the final battle, the final issue. Uh, I'm a little bit, uh, 
sad that they didn't even give Beast Wars like a double issue at the in the last. I mean, we're not we're not reviewing yeah. the last issue now, but I mean, they didn't even really give them a double issue or let them go like a couple more issues to you know finish on a round number or anything like that. So it's kind of it's kind of sad that they didn't do that. But I but I thought this was a good setup. I I liked um, Tarantulas's betrayal. That that's definitely in line with his character. I liked the the mixing up the Maximal and Predacon teams and, and how those teams meshed. Uh, I liked uh, Waspinator being like a hidden astromech uh, expert and uh, working with uh, with Rat Trap there. That was that was uh, fun. Uh, yeah, and uh, Josh Burcham's art is always great. Uh, I'm I'm a fan of his art, and in particular, I like the little like the little wild takes they do in 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 some of the panels here. Like when when Tarantulas uh, runs away, it's uh, you have a little you know the little word art escape <laughs> where he's uh, yeah. he's running away. Um, so yeah, this this was a a, a fun issue, uh, definitely showing off uh, Josh's talents. The zombie pterosaur was appropriately terrifying. Which was, you know, it was uh, Tarantulas' last ace up his sleeve. Yeah, the final panels were was particularly disturbing. Seeing Scorponok being slowly eaten as Tarantulas. Tarantulas is just chilling. You know, he's he's making his plans and just in the background, completely ignoring as Scorponok is being dragged away in agony. So. Uh, that's, but that's, uh, you know, that's in line with, uh, with what tarantulas would do there. So not surprised. Yeah. Um, yeah, this, this was a good issue. I, I, I liked, uh, yeah, I, I think, uh, all these characters got, a um, got some depth in with throughout this, this series and, uh, and it, it definitely is this captures the spirit of the original beast wars cartoon. I mean, I think the, all these characters are written well, like they're in line with their personalities for the Beast Wars cartoon. Even if the the storyline is not exactly the same, it is, you know, a, sp- a good spiritual successor. And uh, I'm, I appreciate it. And I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm sorry it ended too soon. It ended uh, too early. Yeah. All right. Uh, Daryl, Mr. Number One Beast Wars fan, what was your thought? Uh, well, you're right. There's not a lot of action, but uh, I did appreciate some of the uh, the uh, more subtle, you know, details that were happening in the book. Um, I did, I did really like the the little exchange between uh, Scold and um, Nix. Nix, where they kind of they just kind of figured out the whole um, what was it the dark. Uh, the unspace stuff unspace stuff yeah yeah that so um yeah so i i really liked that kind of exchange i thought that was really well written um uh, i liked the exchange between the predacons and dinobot you know because obviously he's considered a traitor for them and now they've got to work together again so uh i thought okay well this could be an interesting uh, you know what uh, how is that going to be written um and it was written fairly well. It's always a an interesting dynamic when you put the good guys and the bad guys together and make them work together. How is it going to be you know, kind of written? And, and I thought it was written very well. Um, I, I do like, I did like the part you had mentioned about Scold um, kind of being praised and not being, not knowing how to, how to treat it. 
Uh, I thought that was really, really well, well written as well. Um, the zombie pterosaur, uh, I thought that's cool. That's an interesting little, uh, take on that. Is this, you know, is a, is a, is a, a, a wild, uh, zombie pterosaur. Is that on the, on the loose is a, you know, is that how this book is going to end? Is it, you know, what's going to happen here? They got one issue to deal with the Vok and a, you know, a zombie pterosaur here. Uh, how is this, how are they going to wrap this up in 20 pages? So, um, yeah, it'll be interesting to kind of see. And obviously they've still got, uh, um, you know, uh, tarantulas, you know, fucking around with stuff as well. So, um, yeah, 20, 20 pages to, to wrap this thing up it, quite the feat. So yeah, I, I'm interested to see how they kind of, they kind of do it. All right. Uh, and Dr. Pants, let's finish with you. What are your thoughts? Is it any surprise? I loved it. <laughs> like I, I was, I think I loved this issue more than I've loved even a, a, a bunch of the last ones. And it's because of all the, all the really great character work they did in this. I absolutely love every interaction they put in this between any two characters who got paired together. I think it really did a great job of showing off those characters and doing a great job of giving them a moment to shine and characterize them in a way that we haven't seen yet because we've only got one issue left. I'm assuming the last issue is going to be mostly action. As we know, we got the zombie pterosaur to deal with and the Vok. So give these characters a quiet moment to talk and kind of just, you know, be themselves. Like, we got Waspinator showing off that he's not just the unluckiest Beast Wars character ever. You know, good things happened to him. He showed off that he's got two degrees in, uh, what was it, Astrotech? Yeah, something like that. Astromechanics. He had two degrees in Astromechanics. And uh, he and Rattrap get along. I love Skald and Nyx, but I mean, I've loved Skald through this whole series. Skald is like the standout character. I absolutely love her. And that might be the worst thing about this book ending is it's Skald is going to go away. So that sucks. I particularly love the interaction between Cheetor and Black Arachnia because Black Arachnia's introduction was her up against Cheetor, basically. So they have a chance to kind of talk with each other after everything went down. And I kind of like that Cheetor just says, oh, the Vokker bullies. And Black Rackney just goes, you landed on their planet and went to war. Are they bullies or did they just lose patience? And she kind of gives Cheetor a moment to rethink things about his outlook. And it's just a great moment. Also, the moment with Scorponok where he sees Tarantulas betray Megatron. And he's just like, is no one true to the cause? Is it just <laughs> yeah. me? Which is cool because in the original series, you know, Scorponok was pretty much like, Megatron's big lackey. He always stood up to him, but at least until Inferno came around. At least until Inferno came around, and then you know, Megatron was queen. <laughs> yeah, I do love that. Even though it's not getting as far as the TV series does, it is looking like we're still getting storylines that happen in the TV show, like Tarantulas ultimately betraying everyone, and it's gonna it's gonna cost him. We know he he can't win. The good guys always win, right? So, Tarantulas, his hubris is going to get to him, and I look forward to that. I'm really sad that Scorponok pretty much gets eaten by Pterosaur. That sucks. I like Scorponok a lot in this series. But, man, I... 
I'm so sad. I'm so sad the series is over because the, the last issue's out. It's done. We're not going to see anymore. And there's so much good work in this series. I'll lament more when we do the last issue, but man, oh man, the writings for the writing done for the characters in this particular issue was so good. And I think it really shines why this series was so good and why a lot of a lot of us really liked it. I mean, particularly me. This is why I gushed about it. I think they just did such a good job with all these characters and with the writing. And I just, it's so sad to see them go. Yeah, definitely. Well, that is it. Uh, next time Dr. Pants is on alt mode, we'll be doing the final issue. Number 17. You'll so. get to hear me cry. Yeah. <laughs> all right. That's our comic review for this week. So we will move on to transformers media news. All right. In media news this week, you ever played Monopoly? Yes. Have you ever wanted to play Monopoly with Beast Wars characters as your pieces? Now I do. <laughs> Every day of my life. <laughs> well, now you can. Monopoly has released a version of its game with Beast Wars pieces, uh, Beast Wars uh, themed cards and land, I guess. I don't know. What are they calling it? I don't know. Uh, yeah. And, uh, so the, uh, the, the hotels and houses, uh, are, uh, Beast Wars themed. So yeah, it's, uh, it's Beast Wars Monopoly. The kids still play board games. I don't know. Uh, I don't, you know, it doesn't seem like they do, but I don't hang around kids that much. Um, so my daughter does not have any interest in board games. And when she's with her friends, they, uh, they just all look at their phones. I don't, I think they're texting each other. I don't know what's going on. Um, some, some kids do play board games. Daryl. Okay. Board games have kind of have like a weird resurgence over the past few years. Now, I don't think this is going to be the kids kind of game. I think this is going to be, you know, us kind of game, our age group, but, Either way, if you like Beast Wars and you're a fan of, uh, you know, Monopoly as well, then maybe this is something you can get. Um, it, uh, it has been released. Uh, it is showing at a, uh, it's going to be, uh, uh, 90 bucks Australian dollars. So it's, uh, it's first seen on an Australian website. Um, but, uh, that should put it around, uh, probably around 60 bucks us. So probably be, be around there. Uh, next up, we've got uh, G1 Rodimus Prime is joining Transformers Forge to fight. And every single time we get one of these stories, I say the same damn thing. How is this game still going? Um, but it is. So there you go. If you're still playing Forge to fight, and how is Rodimus Prime not in Forge to fight yet? So, all right, there you go. But uh, I guess there's still a bunch of... Uh, players out there that are just love and forged to fight so um cool uh yeah next up we've got uh, the transformers g1 cartoon we've got the sos dinobots and sea change episode scripts uh they uh and their storyboards are now available online so we talked about this uh recently with regards to one of the other episodes 
Uh, the Sunbow Marvel Archive uh, has uh, has now added these two episodes. So episode, uh, SOS Dinobot and Sea Change have now been added to the archive. And you can see um, the storyboards and the episode scripts for each one of those episodes. And those are some classic episodes, some very early season one episodes there. Um, right on. They're, they're great. I think Sea Change might actually be season two. But uh, yeah, SOS Dinobots is for sure season one. And lastly, uh, we've got uh, a trademark announcement, and that is Hasbro applying for a Transformers Rise of the Beast Terracon Insignia trademark. And this one is uh, an it's a it's a new insignia. It uh, it kind of looks like an Autobot in, uh, logo, but it's got some horns on it, and it's lacking the mouth area. Uh, it's a neat looking logo, I guess. It looks cool. So they've uh, they've applied for it. They did it on June fifteenth, twenty twenty two, and it's a logo. They applied for a trademark for a logo. Not uh, not a lot of news with that, but yeah. And that is it. That's it for media news. Okay, and we will finish up the show with convention news. All right. Um, TFCon Toronto has announced that Sharon Alexander will be attending Saturday only of the convention. Uh, she was the voice of RC in Transformers Energon. So, um, she was also in Reboot as the voice of Adult Andra Allah. I guess I, I did not watch Reboot, but anyway, um, it'll be you know nice seeing another voice actor there. So if if you are an Energon or Reboot fan, uh, check her out. I guess should I also mention that everyone on this particular recording of Alt Mode is going to be at TFCon Toronto? Mm-hmm. That's a mm-hmm. that's really so, good thing. Yep. Uh, I'm excited to finally get Daryl's Unicron over to him. And, <laughs> uh, just uh, it'll be great to finally see a, be at the convention again. Uh, meet Doctor Pants for the first time in person, yes. and yeah, it's gonna be a fun weekend. Yeah, huh? yeah, that's gonna be. Great. I'm so looking forward to it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, TFCon, baby, let's do it. Woo. <laughs> All right. Yeah. At this point, it's a week away. Yeah. Oh my God. I got to get packing. (laughs) Don't forget your passport. (laughs) Oh crap. Yeah. This is another country. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) All right. Well, that is all we got for convention news this week. And that will take us to the end of this episode of Transmissions Alt Mode. As always, we end the show by giving a shout out to our Masterpiece Donatrons. So thank you so much to john 4 good and DemonTech82. You guys are awesome. That's why we give you a shout out in every episode. And also awesome is Dr. Pants. <laughs> Thanks, Dr. Pants, for joining us this week. Tell everyone where they can find you and your nerdy friends online. Well, thank you for having me, and you can find me and uh, my nerdy correspondence and everything at NerdStradamus.com. Our main outlet is the NerdStradamus YouTube channel, where you can find us putting up 
uh, videos about video games, other nerdy things, even some music videos. We also stream and we post shorts. If you want to join us on stream, check us out uh, Wednesdays at 9. Our correspondent Punk plays. And on Friday, it's me and my co-host Lambo. And every now and then we play some multiplayer and say, hey, you want to join us? So come chat with us and come play with us. We really appreciate it. Awesome. That will do it for this episode of Transmissions Alt Mode. Thanks, everyone, for listening. We will see you next time. Bye-bye. Bye. See ya. Later. Thank you for listening to this episode of Transmissions. If you'd like to join the conversation, travel to our Discord channel at transmissionspodcast.com slash discord. Want some cool transmission swag? Feast your eyes on our transmissions gear at transmissionspodcast.com slash shop. If you'd like to support our podcast, go to transmissionspodcast.com slash support or tell your friends about our show. We'll see you next time. Transmissions.